this is Emma Rose, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in to the Anti-MLM podcast. This is really quickly turning into a little passion project of mine, and everything I am reading, I just am like, oh my gosh, I don't know which company to start with because there's just so much crazy stuff that's going on out there, so... I am recording right now. I'll set the mood for you. Um, I am (laughs) in my living room under a blanket and it is late at night. So (laughs) this is, I just got some things on my mind and I thought I would do a little intro episode so I could tell you a little bit about my history and what we're going to be talking about on the podcast. So let's get right on into it. I am a former hun and let me tell you, I was drunk on Kool-Aid. I was so into it and it's so embarrassing now that I look back at it because gosh, I just believed in the dream and the hustle and you know, at first I was real hesitant to sign up for a company that I had to you know, sell to my family and friends. I really didn't want to do that. My plan when I joined my first MLM was to like make a Facebook page and do vendor events. And that one, we'll get into it later. I'll tell y'all. But I didn't have to have inventory. Basically, the starter kit came with some jewelry and then I could take that jewelry as like sample pieces and if people liked it they could order it and everything would ship to their house so I really liked that it wasn't that much money to sign up and I didn't have to carry inventory because I didn't really want to do all that Um, and then that failed within a couple months and I really didn't care that much I wasn't that invested But then I was introduced to a different MLM and I freaking fell hard and I fell fast and they got me at a time in my life when I had the means to sign up and it was an expensive one. So because it was a big investment for me, the biggest one I had ever made, I was all in because I now had to make it work. That was my thing and I was so into it. So that one lasted a couple years and was the hardest one for me to break free of and we will be talking plenty about that company. And then at the very end, maybe about six or seven months ago, I had a small stint in yet another multi-level marketing company and this one was brand new and I was going to be on the ground floor and this was also um, in the midst of kind of like a, a life crisis. I wouldn't call it a midlife crisis because um, I'm hoping this isn't the middle of my life but 
I was going through a lot of changes and that is the path that led me to where I am right now, which is here underneath a blanket in my living room. So that is a quick recap of my MLM history and now let's talk about what I want to do with this show. So one of the things that I would really love to do is to provide a platform for people to share their experiences because it was really a scary thing for me to announce that I was leaving and that made me realize that the cult mentality really is a real thing because I have not gotten any bad responses from anyone so far, but I also um, am still scared. So there's a lot of people who are very um, pro MLM and they love their businesses and good for them. I want everyone listening to know that this is not a personal attack against anyone who is an in an MLM, I actually feel really bad because I know what it's like to have gotten into it and thought that it was your entire life. And it turns out that it's not. And so I'm going to talk a lot about the lessons that I've learned through this process because I've been doing a lot of self-reflection for the past year or so. And Basically, that has led me to this place where I am anti-MLM and I can't wait to break it down for you guys. I do need to do some more research and I am an organized person, but my thoughts are not very organized. So I really want to just help people understand what it's like. From the inside and I want to help people share their stories so if you have a story to tell or if you know someone who does I would really appreciate it if y'all would send in your stories my email for the podcast is anti-mlmpod at gmail.com a-n-t-i-m-l-m-p-o-d at gmail.com and you can also find me on twitter at anti-MLMPod there as well. So find me, tell me your stories. If you are another anti-M, um, <laughs> anti-MLM movement um, person who is making content and wants to collab, um, you can use those same sources to hit me up and I would love to chat with you. I use the Anchor app to record so you can, we can call each other and we can chat or um, you can send me voice messages or I can just read your story. If you want to email me in your story, I will keep it anonymous um, or you can use a different name. Whatever you want, I will be in contact with you. So thank you again for tuning in and I'm gonna do a deep dive episode when I get one of those ready but just to kick off this first little episode introduction I 
ran across some glass door reviews for Rodan and Fields. So I'm going to read one of those because it seems like there might be some things going on over there that are a little fishy. So get ready and here it is. Okay, it's loading, it's loading. My... Okay, here we go. Holy smokes. Where to start? Where to start? Let's see. Should we do toxic and miserable, sexist, ageist, racist, incompetent, creative marketing leaders? Oh, that sounds a good one. Uh, sinking ship due to incompetence. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Toxic, emotionally draining, horrific culture biases and inequalities. This sounds like a winner. Okay. So they list some pros. Office location is nice by the train and ferry. Lots of lunch spots, coffee in the morning, lots of happy hour places. Okay, so it sounds like where their office is is um, kind of like a happening place. Kind of like a posh spot. Okay. Cons. Here we go. So many, and the sad thing is, no one seems to care. They ask for feedback and nothing changes, not even a little bit. The cons are too numerous. Bottom line is, this is not a good place to work. Even if you're looking for your first job, you will be overworked, undervalued. This is a very toxic work environment. Everything is off. Makes you just say over and over something is wrong here. The shares they offer keep some people there a long time, I heard, but they are motivated by the money, not the work or the company. I noticed the directors are treated like managers. Managers like coordinators, and so basically coordinators interns. Your voice and ideas absolutely don't matter. Everything must be reviewed and approved by several people and is debated and torn apart, so you'll never have a feeling you do good work unless you kiss up to and are friends with management. Those who do that get promoted and also tell lies about other employees to continue make leadership happy and play into the toxic culture. I heard of people getting stabbed in the back by people who then, those backstabbers a few months later were promoted and crazy those people were known for not being strong performers. You as an employee are visible, are invisible at this company. This is also a biased and racist company. There is no way to sugarcoat it. There are, there is a horribly disproportionate amount of diverse individuals in positions of power. Let's be real here. There is no one other than white people in leadership, despite so many openings, which gave them the perfect opportunity to try to be more inclusive in their talent search. Nope, they filled every opening with older white people. Even when job openings come up on other levels, they are filled with white people. A few of us discussed that we referred some people of various backgrounds to certain roles, great resumes, every single time someone was hired with much less experience and were white. The majority of people who are diverse backgrounds all work in lower level jobs. It's scary because I'm white. People share bigoted things thinking it's okay to say oh because i'm white people share bigoted things thinking it's okay to say around me lots of homophobia and inappropriate comments 
In the marketing department, it was told to me that they will say, oh boy, mm, put a black or Asian so we look like we care or look diverse. Oh my gosh. HR doesn't seem to encourage an equal opportunity work environment. They are also predominantly white and help with the hiring, so clearly it's part of the culture. Men are out earning women for equal work. Friends promote friends despite a lack of experience, and the company isn't doing as good as it used to be, and yet they keep promoting people to help them make more money for their families, knowing they won't do anything to help the company. It's a big sorority of people helping each other get their paycheck off these consultants instead of helping the company. It's disgusting. Horribly disgusting. It's really one of the worst places I have ever worked. If you're looking to apply here, it is not worth it. There are many companies, no place is going to get it all right, but they are doing better in the areas that matter to employees, and they take care to make sure they improve the areas that matter the most. I know because I'm at a company like that now. They do exist. Stop. Think twice. Read all the reviews on here and reach out to people who have left. Many have left exhausted, depressed, angry, and desperate to find something new. Don't do it to yourself. Holy smokes. That was um, a long one that I stumbled upon, but that just shows you that there are some shady things happening in the top levels of some of these companies. That was from a former employee and um, that was from Glassdoor. I will link the review page in the episode notes. So thank you all again for listening and I will be bringing you some more anti-MLM content soon. It would help me a bunch. If you have a friend who would like the show, please share it. Give it a review. Give it five stars if you're hearing it on Apple. And let me know what you want to hear about next. Okay, bye.